Hey everybody, it's Roy Richardson, your friend of the neighborhood tech troublemaker, and amazing guest I have, of course, Denise Jordan, this and that with, with Denise Jordan, uh, Janet Dobbs from Animal Paradise Communication, and well, you guys know me, so we won't talk about that. Um, so, as you know, each month we do a content creators meetup, and we talk about kind of our content creation journey, and Denise, I wanted to, you know, start with you. Can you kind of tell us how you got started? You know, I got started with YouTube. Kind of funny. I was, my goal was to start a blog, which I had a blog started and I was in a blog group. And one of the things that I did just fooling around, so I did have a makeup video and then I was talking about it with my blog group and they said, that's what you need to be doing is that and not this. And so I started a YouTube channel called Makeup on Aisle 64. And I did that for about a year, maybe almost two years. And it was a lot of fun. Makeup is so much fun. I love the beauty industry. But I felt it was a little limiting. I found that there were times when I wanted to talk about more than just makeup. So I started another channel called This and That with Denise Jordan. Because I could talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I could just talk about everything I wanted to talk about. And then I learned that that really doesn't work. You really need to figure out how to niche. And um, so I can talk a little bit about how I came to that later. Uh, unless sure. you now or if we want Janet to go ahead and jump in. <laughs> well, well, we'll give Janet a little bit of time. I'll make sure everybody gets plenty of time to talk tonight. So I, um, Janet, did you want to give us kind of a talk about yourself there and tell us how you got started? So how I got started, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Um, so I, many years ago, I worked behind the camera and in broadcast television, and I was never, ever, never, ever going to do this. There was no way that I could ever do this, and here we are. So how I got started is um, with content creation. Um, I was, so I was in a... Uh, a mastermind group and I was teaching online programs and part of that group said you know create a Facebook group and go live and we were all like what do we do so I had I created a Facebook group and um, I started going live by doing um, animal ABCs so I went live every single day and in a different animal for like letter A letter B letter C <laughs> so for those of you that are like I can't go live you can do that like pick your topic and then just go live every day or every week or whenever coming up with a topic that has to do with the different letters. That really helped me get going um, to something that seems so impossible for me to get be live, you know, on a Facebook group or no way would I ever go to YouTube. So then I, um, I came across uh, live streaming pros and my background is before I came to working with the animals. So I teach animal communication. I teach Reiki with animals, and I teach people how to meditate with animals. So there's kind of an animal theme here. Before I did that, I worked for over 30 years in broadcast television behind the scenes. And I had some videos on YouTube, but the thought of me being live on YouTube panicked me. And I, uh, I took the... The first time I ever did Lita live every day in 
April, which Roy, you were, I met you kind of in there too, I think. Um, that kind of, I was already going live in my Facebook group, but that really showed me like, well, I can just show up and it doesn't matter. I don't have to be that person that's so perfectly polished. And um, so I, you know, did that, came out of my comfort zone. And then after that, I started doing interviews. And so I had guests on my channel that were experts in the field of animals, usually holistic kinds of things. And from there, I got up the courage to go live on YouTube. Um, I had a YouTube channel that I uploaded videos to, but I never went live and I had live guests. And now I um, have a, a show every Friday. So that's kind of my, how I kind of found my way to doing th this content creation, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of funny that you talk about that because when I started, like I, I shared how I got started with doing YouTube, but I didn't really know how to do video. Now I did like in pictures, but I had never shot in video until I started working. I'm a retired community health nursing instructor and the program where I worked, one of the things that we were starting to do was do video as a part of our lecture. And so I would go to the media lab and Steve was there would like put the side of the cross up when I would walk in the door because I knew nothing about it at all. And, you know, Studio M was where you went to learn how to do these things. And so when I started my YouTube channel, when I would do a video, I would just have to practice it straight through until I got it right because I didn't know how to edit. Well, once I started going to Studio M, they were teaching me how to edit. So I would make a video for class and whatever they taught me that week, then I would practice it for my YouTube channel. So I started doing video. And I always tease uh, like Roy and uh, Walter and a few of the other guys in our group that I never met a camera that I didn't like. So I wasn't concerned about getting in front of camera or going live. I just didn't know how to edit or do anything like that. So, so back to that. So, you know, very much your career very much influences your channel and the content you create on Instagram as well. So, I mean, how did that how did that really start? And then what is Studio M? Because that's fascinating. I'm, okay. Is that, I mean, I'd like to know what that program's all about. Well, Studio M was the media, the media studio at the university. So when students had to work on, one of the um, tenets of our university was that every student that graduated from whatever program will be um, uh, very articulate in multimedia and different things like that. So we would say our students will walk into a boardroom, do a presentation, and do all kinds of things. So they taught students Adobe Premiere. That was the software we used, which from my perspective is the hardest one to use. So Studio M was Studio Media, and it was for students and professors and instructors to learn how to do that stuff. And so that's what it was. And so I learned how to, to do that there. But I only know what I know. If it's half what they taught me there, I don't know how to do it. And I've learned some things myself as well, but... That's how I learned how to do things. So, and then when I taught at the university, I mentored young women because the majority of my students were female. Now, of course, there are male nurses. So we had some male students as well, but probably out of a class, about say I had a class of maybe 40 students, there might be four men in the group and the rest would be women. And that's pretty much the way it was throughout my entire career of teaching. So I went from mentoring young women on at the university 
on YouTube teaching homemaking because I'm made and kept a home for more than 50 years. So I just kind of am teaching those things that I know and that I learned and sharing those with this new generation. So many of them that have learned some of those skill sets, they don't teach home ec in school anymore or at school. Yeah. And as parents, we've done so much for our children that we neglected to teach them or they didn't want to learn it. Now they do when they have their family. Uh, yeah, definitely. I was going to say, just the, the, just last week, I was asking you, how do I clean a glass stove? Because you were talking about on Instagram about cleaning your kitchen and ways to clean it. And that stuff you told me worked. I, I was like so proud. Of course, 20 minutes later, I was cooking bacon and eggs, and I had to clean it all over again. But I was just so excited that it looked so good. And I was like, because I, I bought this stove, and it didn't look I couldn't keep it clean. It was making me crazy. So... I, I do a lot of the cooking in our house, and so it just makes it made me a little crazy that I couldn't keep the stove clean. Um, so anyway, let's let's shout out and see who all's out there. We've got a lot of folks out there. Uh, Lala came by. I just want to chime in in case I don't make it on live. I have a meeting from from the time you start. Hopefully, it finishes early. So hey, Lala. Uh, and then Jen said hi to Lala. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dagan. Hey, Dagan. Florence is out there. Hey, welcome. In the trading. Yep. Uh, Stuart View. Hey, you made it live. Welcome. Ellie out there. Hey, welcome. Stuart. Uh, let's see. FY Low Audio. Yes. Yeah, my wife told me. Is anybody, let me know if you're still hearing it. Uh, X1D. Hey, out there. Here you okay, but with a low hiss. I'm trying to figure out why I've got a hiss tonight. Florence says, hey, Dagan. Uh, Stuart saying hi to Ellie. Saying hi to Janet. So, yep. Okay. Hopefully, my audio is straightened out. I apologize. I don't know why I had a hit. So, I hit some hit some buttons. Let's hope it got better. Um, so now, yep. Now, Janet, how did so you were talking about how your business kind of influenced your content creation? What kind of you know? How did you get started with kind of learning how to edit videos and that type of thing? What what's your what's kind of your process that you go through? Uh, my process started a long time ago, back in analog, before digital happened. Um, and my my major in school was uh, music performance. And then I, I found out when I was in graduate school, I found out that I could get a degree in broadcasting. And I thought that was just kind of like the coolest thing, like TV and radio. And so I started as a joke. Let me see if I could do this, right? And then I, um, I think it was like 1975 or six, I got my first job in radio. Um, and that was, um, you know, so we're talking about Women's History Month. Um, so I don't know if any of you all remember affirmative action, but a lot of we females and others were hired into careers that were not open to us. And um, so I was probably, uh, I was a first female in that radio station. And then I graduated to television, which I was really excited, but they didn't let me in production. They made me be a secretary. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't do it well. So they bounced me into production really fast. Um, so my process was, I learned the behind the scenes things and I eventually became an engineer, but my final jobs in that career was a video editor. So I learned um, over over 30 years, um, honed that skill and that it's like an art form, actually. And 
I came into that as film changed to video and I left as video was going digital. Um, and so I, I think we were talking about, somebody was talking about um, either Final Cut Pro or uh, Adobe Premiere as, you know, really hard um, editing programs to learn and they have a learning curve for sure. The original one that I learned was um, Avid and that was really complicated. Um, but so my process for that, you know, I, I'm really, I feel really blessed that I have the, that kind of training. For me, it's also learning the new ways. Like now we have these great, like we have whole TV control rooms right here in our homes. That, that blows me away. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I, I might, you know, I, I just think that's so exciting that we can do that. And, and do it in simple ways. So my process has been, um, you know, the tech stuff, I'm learning the new, you know, the the digital. There's there's a learning curve for every little piece of equipment that we have out there. But really, like a lot of people say, all we need now need is, can you imagine, we have these little phones. You know? It's like everything's right here. Um, I just think that's exciting that we, you know, everything is right here. We can just, content creators can just, go for it. Um, and it's almost like the sky's the limit and it's limitless um, now, as opposed to um, back in the day. We couldn't, you know, there was like we, the things that were in comic and cartoons, like the Jetsons and Dick Tracy wristwatch, those were dreams. And now they're reality. In <laughs> what? Um, so I get really excited over the, the tech so getting back to your question, the process of editing, um, yeah, for me, it's it's the finding the content and then, you know, figuring out what, you know, how to best bring it to, you know, the people that um, might be in my audience, what everybody really wants, as opposed to what I want to share might not be what, you know, other people want. So that's a learning curve for me. Um, but uh yeah, I, this is exciting, you know, and and I um and I love the live better than the the edited video. I just think that, and so just a little little something for people. My husband, uh, he just retired, but he was a television director. And live, we all love live. I I was the audio tech um in the in the control room, and um he would just he I always loved it when he said what we're doing, meaning the whole crew, and now we do it ourselves. So think about what we're all doing, camera, lighting, audio, the picture, like you just switched that picture, right? There was one, a technical director that would do that in a big control room and there'd be a producer. Um, and he would always say, going live is like editing, only you're doing it live, you know? So there's no retakes. You can't go like, oh, okay, let me move this shot over here. Or let me make this sound better. We're doing it. It's it's live. It's done, and, and then it's on its way to Mars. As as back when we would do live TV, uh, YouTube, it's kind of live and it's here. It's recorded. Speaking of live, I found my audio problem. Thank you to everybody that my audio is bad. Come up with your ideas. Come to you, Janet. I'll... Really? Oh, thank you. I tell you, um, Roy, I choose my topics by. One, depends on what I'm doing in the kitchen or at home that week. But the other thing is that my channel is about homemaking. And homemaking includes cooking, cleaning, laundry. 
um, and then home management, sometimes budgeting. So those are the things that I will focus video content around cooking, cleaning, laundry. And I really enjoy laundry. That's I, I love laundry because it's fun. And most women say, what are you kidding me? But I do enjoy it because I feel like laundry is a puzzle. How do you get this stain out? How do you get this collar clean? How do I keep my cows soft? You know, there's science behind all of that. So I will uh, do those kinds of things. And then my viewers like it when I do my 15-minute pad. Like they, many of them struggle with home cleaning or home keeping. They feel overwhelmed. And so I'll do a video that talks about, okay, so we're in zone three this week. And maybe zone three is the main bath in one other room. So I'll tell them, okay, I'm going to pick four 15-minute tasks that I'm going to work on. And then I'll maybe task one is to really mop the bathroom floor and clean behind the commode and in the corners and all of that. And I'll get all that done in 15 minutes. So I'll, I'll film that. And then maybe task two is to straighten up the drawer. Maybe task three, the one other room might be my home office. And maybe that day I'll pick, well, I'll take 15 minutes to maybe sort out this stack of papers and books here on my desk. And then maybe the fourth task will be something else. So I will choose topics that way. Or it, like it, when it gets close to Thanksgiving, then it's like, okay, I'm going to be all about the cooking and like how to roast a turkey and how to make collard greens and how to make uh, my famous peach cobbler or how to get your home ready for company. Those kinds of things. So, so I will do seasonal content and then I will do content that I try to make evergreen. So that's how I choose it. Now, as far as my YouTube shorts, I'll just try to think of what can I do that's quick, that makes sense for my channel. Whatever I do, I try to make it relevant for homemaking. If it's not relevant for homemaking, I try not to do it. I did one YouTube short where I showed how to repurpose a box for mailing because so many people, we save those boxes and we use them to mail other stuff out. It did okay. But it probably isn't wasn't the best video for my channel. So I try to do things though that are strictly related to homemaking in some way. Something that's not a stretch. And the interesting thing about my uh, larger videos and my YouTube shorts, I get a lot of young people that watch those and a lot of men that will watch those. And because they can learn how to do something fairly quickly. Like, should I wash my new towels before I use them? That. That's, that's great stuff. That is great. Um, Janet, how about you? What's your What's your idea process? How do you come up with your ideas for you? Oh gosh, sometimes it's just I, I just ask for inspiration, and and then it's like I and I get quiet and something just kind of pops up. Other times it's like um, somebody's made a comment in in the comments when I'm live or. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's really uh, that. Okay, I'm gonna write that down and, and make something out of that. Or, you know, my students might be uh, asking a question about something, and then that question comes up again. And I'm like, oh, I better, you know, I'd be really good to maybe create something about that. Um, so that's part of um, some of my process. Yeah. You know, Roy, I've added something else to my process now for my YouTube. And it's really quite interesting. And Janet, it might be something you might consider. And it's, I've been, I've discovered chat GPT. I just discovered that. Yeah. 
it's really amazing. So I think it was Ash was talking about just go in and ask it about so many, you know, the top 50 questions for this or that. And I found there are a few, well, quite a few topics that I could do a YouTube short about that's relevant for my channel. Or I, um, I listened to a YouTube short masterclass by Sean Cannell, and he talked about doing listicles, which is just a list of related to your channel, like seven annoying habits about doing laundry. I did that one, seven annoying habits about doing laundry. And so it was just a list. And I just gave the list and I would move the camera around when I would do each of the different little um, topics or five things every uh, person should have in their kitchen. You know, just really find the list that don't take long and you just, you know, make it your own. So I discovered that. Definitely. I love chat GPT. I'm planning a vacation. I go out to chat GPT and ask them where are the best places to go visit when I go to this, you know, while I go on my vacation. So <laughs> what are the best restaurants to go to? And it gives me information. Um, and, and Google now has a, a similar thing called Bard. Not quite where chat GPT is yet. So stick with chat GPT for now. But I do expect Google to move forward because chat GPT is competition for Google search. So Google's got to step up their game to get uh, interesting. Um, so what about, you know, kind of challenges? What kind of challenges have have you had that just things didn't go well? Uh, or you're like, I need to make this video and it didn't work out. I mean, what kind of, you know, these, like, what kind of challenges have you hit that just kind of really? I, I love Lucy episode on my live stream last Tuesday. It was, it was, um, um, Taco Tuesday was last Tuesday. So I decided I wanted to go live and I gotten this new dish that I wanted to try, uh, a mocha hete that I was going to make this avocado, uh, use an avocado, make guacamole and make this vegan um, black bean soup. And I tell you what, I'd never made guacamole before, but I'm going <laughs> to have cooked. I figured, okay, I read the instructions several times. I can do it. No problem. And cooking a soup live, even if I never made a recipe before, wasn't a problem. The problem was I'm not used to using avocado. And I sent my husband to her to pick up the avocados. He brought me back three really firm ones. And I'm like, oh, these are really good. They're nice and firm. They should be perfect. Cooking <laughs> that if you're going to make guacamole, the avocados need to be soft. Yeah. And here I was, I will peel the avocados and then get the the pit out and then mash them up in this new little mocha hete dish. They weren't mashing up. So I said, <laughs> okay, fine. They're not mashing up. I'll put them in the food processor. So I get my white mix and I got this and I got all this um, uh, avocado in my food processor. Got to turn it on. They're chopping up pretty fine, but not fine enough. I thought, okay, fine. I'll get my food processor that I've had for 30 years. It makes anything into a puree. So I'm, I'm leaving the camera all these times, running back and forth, getting this stuff. So then I bring over that and I put them in there and it chops it up real fine. And uh, I said, okay, now this will make guacamole. It was still too hard. <laughs> it was like, I love Lucy. I was running around the kitchen doing that. But here's the thing. It was live. So <laughs> we just got to go with the flow. And I mean, the audience was cracking up. They were like, okay, you obviously have never cut an avocado before. 
you've not done this, which I had not. They were giving me tips and hints and all this. I'm still getting tips on how to um, ripen an avocado. Well, I now know what, what they really should be like. But, you know, I had that. And it was a lot of fun. And I just went with the flow. I thought, okay, I can't just stop. But the thing about going live is that you get a lot of support because you get a lot of the same people all the time. So you build this community. So when things start going bad, they feel sorry for you. <laughs> well, that was one of my biggest fails. My other challenges though, Roy, is, is that I edit slowly. So whereas I use Adobe Premiere, um, I'm not, I don't do things that typically you could edit in like 30 minutes. If I'm doing a cook with me video or if I'm doing a day in the life where I'm cooking and cleaning and, and that kind of thing, I'm moving the camera around a lot and then I might need some B-roll and it's just me. Every now and then my husband will come, he'll look in the camera and say, okay, you need more lighting here or there, but for the most part, it's me. So when it's time to edit, you know, it's a bottleneck so I don't have an editor. And then occasionally I might miss the season. Like, you know, I've got a lamb chop video how to cook lamb chops well I made two years ago. I've never edited it because at the time I missed the season coming up on Easter when it was time to cook it. So I thought, okay, I'll cook it next year. <laughs> well, you can. Wow. Well, Lucy Ricardo. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, the, the, the thing about it, though, is that your community finds out that you're human. I mean, I know there's so many videos where everything goes perfect. And they find out that you're a real person. That's just an amazing thing to show that level of vulnerability and let your audience know, hey, I'm a real person like you. I make mistakes. I may have more experience points at doing stuff because I've done cooking for a long time or I've done that for a long period of time where I went to school for it. And so I think that our audiences really appreciate finding out that we and that we make mistakes. I, I think that's just, um, Janet, Janet, how about you? What? Oh gosh, so so many. Um, you know, one of my challenges was um, when I started doing interviews, I didn't go live just myself. So I kind of became known as I was like a what do you call it a like a host as opposed to an expert, right? But I I really enjoyed having people on. But there were certain people, you know, they're like experts in their fields, and they couldn't do like what we're doing now. We're just kind of chatting amongst each other, having the best time, being real. No script, right? Um, and I I would always tell my guests, um, you know, this is kind of loose. We're going to chat together. We're just going to have a really good time. We're going to be talking about the animals and bringing the animals in and, you know, whatever happens. And several people couldn't do that. They bring their script and give a lecture. And I find it really challenging as someone who is interviewing somebody to kind of I, I for me I had a challenge of like here's somebody that was like was a teacher of mine who I highly respected is very well known in the world right so I got into this like I it would be so rude for me to interrupt but I was like try I found it really challenging to find a way to interrupt in a kind way that didn't cut them off but that's what I needed to do to get them to just, you know, hey, talk to me. Let's talk and and answer some questions that that you know that that people in the um, chat were were asking. Um, and then finally, though, well, the, the last time I had this person on, um, 
and they said, oh yeah, I'm going to be relaxed and I'm going to be, you know, we'll just chat. And then they did it, you know, then they went back into their routine of their and I was able to this time, you know, kind of ask a question. I got a question in and it was the right question because she let go of that and opened up and just, you know, it was like, cause people, if you have animals, it was like, how many people here have a dog, a cat, a horse, a bunny? And we see the bunny. Um, you know, don't you love your animals? And you love to talk about them. You love to hear like about them. Um, and that's just really easy to talk about. And you don't need a lecture. You know, it's like if you're, if it's a lecture, then, you know, you pay for, you, you go, you show up to a lecture. But, you know, for me, this kind of thing where we're live and we're just kind of chatting and having a good time and learning about each other and learning about a certain topic. But it, I, for me, I like to have fun. And maybe I have too much fun. I don't know. Um, you know, some people uh, <laughs> don't like this stuff. I just think it's, you know, you just got to have fun. I want one that I want some animation, you know, with animals. But you, you know, I feel, you know, you just you can't take yourself so seriously. You know, you need to have fun. And, um, you know, some people like that. Some people don't. And, you know, we have to learn also how to be ourselves. But I found that was one of my big challenges is learning how to be a better interviewer and learning how to lead the conversation in a better way um, and to help, you know, help the guest who has to stick to their script. And that's not what this is for me. My, you know, my lives aren't like that. Um, so that was one of my biggest challenges as far as content. And um, I don't have a good Lucy and Ethel story. <laughs> Sorry, Denise. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's see. Uh, shout out some more folks. Out. Um, hopefully, my audio is better. I bumped up the dBs. I don't know what happened for some reason. Other wrong mic. So hey, but live is live. Uh, hey Ken, how you doing tonight? Or say hi to Ken, and Ken say hi to Florence, and now you're really low. So hopefully I've got it fixed now. I was a tad quiet. So you fast thing. I love your background, Janet. Uh, love chat. Todd in the house. How you doing, Ellie? Uh, lots of folks love Denise. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, hey, Sammy, I was going to tell you, wearing your shirt. Uh, how you doing out there, Sammy? Superstar. So, I'm sorry, say again? I was just saying hi to Sammy. I saw your show when he was on, and I learned much watching that show so i was like oh there's sammy hi sammy's awesome yeah he he's had yeah. touch success with shorts so <laughs> yeah definitely and and denise so what kind of is your focus with shorts i mean you mentioned already that you kind of pick and things i i'm having the hardest time getting excited about shorts i did them for a while and i'll have some that'll do and then i'll have one that, and then i've heard some people say you should take the ones that do not are good and you should re-release them again what what's your thought about that? I haven't tried anything like that, but I just I just decided that I was gonna try to do a short every day if possible. Now I set a goal for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to do a short. But gravy would be if I could do one every day. And all of my shorts fall into one of my three buckets cooking, cleaning, laundry. So there might be some kitchen tips that have to do with like running the house or something or like cleaning or something like that. So I'll just try to think, okay, so let's say I'm doing dishes and I'm putting away some things. I'm like, oh, I got an ice cream scoop and I've got this. Oh, I should do a short about five gadgets that everyone should have in their kitchen. 
actually come up with an idea like that. And so then I hadn't used my coffee maker for a while because I had done a Daniel fast um, for church. And so we couldn't have coffee. So uh, I thought, I got the coffee maker on. I thought, oh, I should probably clean that external reservoir before I get it set up again. Then I thought, oh, people probably should not be letting water sit in their reservoirs more than a day because I change my water every night. So I did the research on it and it said a couple of days is okay, but more than that, more than three days, you probably should change that. So I try to do a lot of things related to education around homemaking in some way, or the listicles are fun stuff. So like if I'm doing, you know, five kitchen gadgets, like I had bought some bread and it was the kind, you know, you buy the bread that's in a loaf, but you have to slice it when you get home. And you can never get a slice right if you want to put it in the toaster. So I bought a bread. <laughs> so I was slicing the bread and I thought, oh, well, I got this bread slicer. And then I have this thing over here and I have this thing over here. Five gadgets you should have in your kitchen. So I come up with ideas like that. So things that are around me, things that I already have, I tend not to buy things to do videos with. Not anymore. When I was doing makeup, you were always buying product for video. But... I try not to do that unless I'm trying to think about using new pieces of equipment. And then also, like Janet said earlier, I look at the comments, too, that my people will. So I did a short. I got out my um, handheld mixer and I thought, oh, you know, I, I always make a point to have the mixer unplugged before I put the beaters in. I thought these are safety tips. Somebody doesn't know. So then I'll do a short about that. So just, I just come up with ideas like that. There was a guy that did a short tutorial not long ago. He was really quite good. And he, and I can't remember his name, but he, he was the one that said he decided to do one every day. He does some kind of adventure something. And I thought, well, let me just try and see if I can do one every day. Well, the past couple of days, I've not done one because I've got another big project that I'm working on. And I just thought, well, these few days, I'm just going to have to let that go while I do this. But that's my strategy is to try to do at least three a week, but one a day if possible about something related to homemaking. Cooking is always a good one because let's say I did one on, on fried potatoes. Haven't put it up yet, but I thought, oh, I'm going to make these fried potatoes for breakfast on Sunday. I thought, oh, this is a good side dish. So I just got my little um, hover thingy and set it up by the stove, put the phone on it, and then I just went ahead and and. And, uh, but I did that thing that Ash taught us where it's like, so I, you know, my phone is set up on um, a stand and I um, slice the potatoes and then I rinse the potatoes. So I would turn the phone off every time, the video off, every time I would complete a step, then I would set the camera over there, then I would drop the skillet because I don't know how to edit on the phone other than to trim it. I can trim it and then smoosh the pieces together to editor. So just like that. So, but that's my short strategy is to try to do one every day and some hit and some don't, you know, like I did one, my husband called dibs and I had 2,500, I think, look to see what didn't want. But the one about safety tips for the hand mixer, less than 500 views. It didn't do very well. But, you know, a lot of people have those stand mixers now, you know, but pretty old school. I still got old, old stuff. So I don't know. 
uh, Alton Brown is somebody else off that Esau can only do one thing. He won't buy it or a kitchen or plant. He won't that. Do you kind of feel the same way? <laughs> no, I don't accept that. Um, I'm getting to the point now, though, where I've got so much stuff and I'm definitely a woman of a certain age. So I'm starting to try to declutter and get rid of some things. So I'm gradually getting rid of some things. But now if something only do one thing, but it's the one thing that I need, it's okay. But like my husband keeps buying me these gadgets that you see, like a scene on TV, you find in the target, a scene on TV that you will slice and dice and, you know, do all this. And I'm like, I never use them. I'd rather have a knife and just stand there at the counter and just chop because it's very therapeutic to just stand there and peel and chop. That would be a good short or a good little video. Yeah. Just stand there and just chop. Yeah. Yeah. I found like you're talking about, you know, all the things that you bring to your channel and to your people. I remember I used to hate to wash dishes by hand until a friend of mine said, I love washing dishes by hand because, and I'm like, why? And she says, because it's just like meditation and I put my hands in the soapy water and I do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little more than washing dishes there. Um, and I found a new, but I found a new appreciation for washing the dishes. Yeah, it is. And then the thing that I like to try to tell my homemakers is that there's some tasks that you've probably been avoiding because you think it's going to take forever. Like I used to hate to have to hand wash my placemat. I use placemats every day. I have several different sets that I use on the table. But they have to be hand washed and they can't go in the dryer. So you have to hang them out to dry. So I would hate to wash them. But one day I thought, okay, so this week when I pick my four 15-minute tasks, one of the tasks because I was in the kitchen was going to be wash the placemat. Washed them out and I thought, this took me less than 10 minutes. I thought, Denise, what? The problem? Why can't you bring this off? So now I don't even worry about it. When it's time to wash them, I just wash them. And I've got another set to use, a couple, a few other sets to use. So it's like I don't put off doing things like that anymore. So the way I approach it has, helps me to learn that, you know what, it's okay and you can get it done. So just quit putting it off. And um, so that's what I try to, to share. I, I just finally brought a dishwasher that would actually wash. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but now, Roy, didn't I hear you say you had some children? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, well, let's, let's see. They're... they're... The, the the three that are still in the house, one of them, uh, one, one is 28, one 19 now, and then I have a 13-year-old. So the 30-year-old, yeah. Dishwashers. Yeah, I know. And unfortunately, in modern day, we don't make our kids do this stuff. It's a shame. You always start. I know. Yeah. Old school, right? <laughs> exactly. I was an old school mom, and trust me, my kids wash dishes. But when we moved into this house, we had a dishwasher. We didn't have a dishwasher in our first home. So we had to hand wash dishes and I hated it. But I realize now though, I don't mind washing dishes because I have the time to wash dishes. I'm not pulled in so many directions with having to run the kids here, pick so-and-so up from soccer practice and do this and do that, that I can come in, cook the meal and just sit there. And the other nice part about it is he'll wash the dishes because I made the meal. So as soon as we finish eating, he just starts clearing the table. He'll start washing the dishes. So I can put the food away. I I clean the stove. You know, like I do all the hard stuff, putting away the food, cleaning the stove. I can sweep whatever. 
And he'll just wash the dishes and lay them on the counter and then I'll dry them or he'll rinse them and put them in the dishwasher. Roy, love, love, love having a dishwasher. And I think I use that thing every day when we first moved into this. <laughs> I think I went off topic. I'm sorry. No, oh, well, no, I was I was just gonna say I, I we can get to chatty. Yeah, I my last dishwasher, I literally have had to buy a new dishwasher. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But as soon as we bought the house, it came with a dishwasher. And within two weeks, we found out, oh, it's actually broke. It didn't work. So we had to replace it and I bought one. But anyway, but recently I bought one that actually cleans the dishes. So I'm like really, really? excited. So I got, I, I paid too much. I'm really excited about it because I'm like, hey, dishwasher works now. So. I'm one of the people that wash my dishes before I wash my dishes. So I'm like, so I wish to do that. So they're like, well, what should you do? But I just have to put them and then I put them in. I mean, you have to get them clean or they won't get, yeah. get clean. I we use our dishwasher for a drying rack. Um, we have well we have well water, and that it it's like no matter what. So we probably need one of those fancy dishwashers that that you have, Roy, that really works because it, no matter what we would do, it, it would always spot and streak and yeah. stain everything. So it's like well, we might as well wash them by hand. So that's what we do. We could do a whole episode about dishwashers, but uh, to get back on topic, back on topic. Yeah, you know, I I'd like to just talk about the shorts um, also because you guys are really successful with it, right? I mean, you guys are really kind of growing with them. I won't say how great I am, but I think I'm growing with them. So, I I just want to speak for those of us that have had challenges with doing shorts. I've I've done some shorts. Some were really successful. Some some weren't. Um, and I just find like it was. I don't know whether to, you know, there's only so much time, right? So it's like I either like really focus on the short content or I focus on my longer content. Um, I just haven't been able to get into the right rhythm and pattern. But when I would do some shorts, it was interesting how uh, there was one time I did a series about um, what to do t in case uh, your animal ever gets lost, how to prepare for, and I had a little series of little shorts and the first one did really well and then the second one did okay and then the third one so I did it like I did five days in a row and I don't know whether it was the algorithm or what but then it was like nothing and so I was just you know curious about not not now just then I was like well what the heck happened should I not do something every day um or build a series of something. So I'm I'm still learning my and finding my way um, with with the the short form. And then you know I did the little goofy ones. I took a class and learned how to do like a format and and all of that stuff and did some silly things like that. Um, but and uh, but I I think it's really important for me to stay on topic. So Denise, you talked about your shorts are on your topic, and I think that's a really good point. So. For me, getting back to my short form, um, I want to keep it on topic. And, you know, for me with animals, I, I want to not do the, I sometimes do the goofy animal videos, but, um, you know, something that's more, I like to do the teaching kinds of, you know, or tips or whatever, that kind of thing with a funny, and then they can be funny too. Um, I love that you guys have mentioned the chat GPT because... I don't want to use it to, like some people just, that's it. They don't use themselves anymore. They just do whatever the, the thing says and just copy paste. 
Um, I like the idea of getting like a list or ideas or something to play off of. I think that's brilliant. And I think I might start doing that and just see if I can come up with some really good ideas. And then from those little bitty ideas, I think a short should be easy to make happen. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to give that a try. I think the work for you is, is that you just want to make sure. Well, from my perspective, because I'm not the YouTube expert. But from my perspective, you want to make sure that it's on your topic. It's in your absolutely you do funny stuff, you know, like seven annoying habits about doing laundry. That was for some people it's really annoying, but to me it was humorous. But still, it's on my topic. So, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you got and you got to humanize what to make it in right. your voice, right? Because it's yeah, it's not robotic, but it's not you. You want to mm. put it in your own personality. So uh, I don't have a personality that so worked out really well for me. I could just use it as is, so it works fine. Um, but, you know, so. Well, yeah, but like, for example, if I ask for what are the top 10 questions most asked by new homemakers regarding laundry you know, something mm -hmm. like that. And maybe one of the questions is how to wash towels. Or maybe one of them is how to dress ring around the collar. Well, then I'm like, oh, okay, so then I'll do a video or I'll do a short about ring around the collar. And I've got two of them like on a similar subject to that. So it just gives you ideas about topics. And then you have to make them your own, though. You have to make them your own. Uh, I see Walter Strong out there. <laughs> Making her puppies. He said, hey, Auntie Denise. Hi, so I totally agree with her on the shorts thing. A few really take off and then the next don't do as well annoying that whole um i want to do some sharing um first of all i want everybody to go so in in the description you'll find links to all of my guests uh youtube pages um and also as well their social links as well so definitely you need to go and and follow um this this and that with denise presents and she's the apron diva and she just has some really cool apron patterns i've been watching her she has an amazing what she's doing on instagram as well so i just Really love everything you're doing with that. Um, and then Janet's page here is Animal Paradise Communicate out there. And because I want to know what. Uh, Reiki, it's Reiki. So think of a ray of sunshine and key as in she. I have to go and look. Um, we had another guest, India Delgado, it was going to be on the night. I couldn't be on the show tonight, but definitely shout out to her. I hope she um, she's awesome. If you're looking for advice on a stream deck, she definitely has tutorials for that, and as well as for that matter. So she's awesome. She had a hundred live stream in a row, and it just was amazing. So I wanted to shout out. Um, so my next question is, what's next? What? So Janet, what are you doing next? What's the next? What's your next thing that you're gonna make? What's what's coming for your channel? For your that was a whole bunch of things. So my mind went, well, okay, this and this and this and this and then oh, okay. Um, so the, the next, you know, the next piece of content, um, I just had an inspiration from, uh, um, we had our pool demolished and it, it, it was finished last week. And as we had a chain link fence that came with the house, the pool came with the house as like a 50 year old pool, um, is gone. And as the guy pulled out the chain link fence gate, it was attached to the foundation of our porch. So the foundation completely, you know, shattered, crumbled, whatever you say. So that gave me an inspiration. So 
one of the things that I teach my my you know students um, is we need to always be looking at our foundation and looking checking for cracks and checking for the crumb you know what do you call it crumbles or I've lost lost the word um, but let's say what the chinks yes. Yes. So, you know, it's like we need to check all of us have a foundation. Um, and so for the things that I do, like uh, teaching people how to communicate with an animal and also how to meditate with an animal or Reiki, which is a healing mo- and an energy healing modality that can be done hands on or hands off. Um, and it's best hands off with animals. But we need to be able to get quiet. And that's the meditation part to be able to do then those, make those, it's, it's just beautiful interconnection with humans and with our animals, right? And if our foundation isn't, you know, if we haven't checked our foundation, we can become unstable and unsteady. And that's what's happened to me. I kind of had a, um, it's like a, I haven't gone live for two Fridays and I haven't not gone live for a long time, for several years. And I just kind of hit a, and I hit myself, I hit a wall and kind of, I don't know if I could, would say shattered, but like that foundation just crumbled. And I've taken a step back and I'm just kind of taking a look at me. And, um, you know, it's like we all need to do that sometimes, you know, just take that step back and get back to ourselves and, all this outside stuff, you know, being pulled in so many different directions. Uh, we need to take care of ourselves also. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And when I saw that foundation, I went, ah, I'm going to take these, you know, I shot some videos, I shot some, you know, stills. And I'm like, okay, I can write a blog post. I can do a video. I can do a short. I can do a whole live on that topic and then give examples of how, you know, we can become you know, help our foundations because I like to use props. So I have this little prop. Do you guys, any of you guys are old enough to hold on where she got? Do any of you guys know what this is? Is that a weeble? It's a weeble wobble. So it's a little yeah. girl holding the kitty. But if you know anything about them, the story is weebles wobble, but they don't fall oh. down, right? They always, they always upright themselves. This is the way that little girl there. Um, so we want to find in in our in our personal selves finding what that balance is. So when this stuff of what in whatever it is you use for me, I it's meditation, being with animals, getting myself quiet and calm away from the stuff of life, you know. And I worked in news network and local for thirty some years. So there's the stuff in the world, you know. I I saw the bad stuff and it's a little bit of the good, and you can become you know, this, the emotional stuff we can go to, life can be, you know, challenging, right? So we need to have our foundation, the little weeble wobble, so that when the stuff of life comes and it knocks us over, we can bounce back a little, little easier, a little faster. So for me, and our animals reflect us, you know, so when we're not feeling ourselves, they know, but they don't know what's wrong necessarily. And they can help us, you know, they really, uh, many of them, you know, can come and support us in our life journey. You know, they're here for us um, for many reasons. Uh, they're in our lives for, for various reasons. 
And sometimes it can help us be grounded. You know, it's like, what does that mean? You know, like a lot of people say, I don't know, everybody talks about grounded. What's that mean? Well, it's, you have your feet on the ground and you just feel kind of heavy in your body. Is And you can, to get there, you can sit on the ground or just put your feet on the ground and just breathe and then just relax it. Let all this other stuff go. So I was inspired by that. That's a next. Um, I'll probably go there. Maybe I just did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and and also, I've been. I'm. I'm thinking about um, finally uh, creating, and well, bringing forth a membership group. So I've been. One, I've been working on it. I just haven't found what's my version, and it's going to be called. I have. I've had a name for it for a long time. It's going to be called the Underground Peace Movement, and what that means is, oh, if one human at a time listens to animals, the world would be a different place if we could just listen to what they have to say. So that's that's what's next kind of for me. I don't know. I like it. Uh, Ms. Denise, what's what's next for you? I know you were, you mentioned a couple of projects you worked on right before the show, but those might be top. So, so I don't give away any secrets. They're not top secret, but one of the things that I've been wanting to do, putting off doing, running away from, is a um, mentoring program with young homemakers. And I finally decided to fish or cut bait. So I thought, okay, I'm and start the rent. My very first session is this Thursday where I'm going to be mentoring young homemakers about making and keeping at home. It's going to be an eight-week program and um, it starts this Thursday. So I've been working on getting the notes together and the printables together and then getting the PowerPoints ready and the stuff for the Zoom and, and all of that. And like I've never conducted a Zoom session before. I've done online courses and stuff like that. Like I've not done something on Zoom. So I had to like buy a Zoom program and then figure out how to practice with it. My poor husband, he's like, do I have to do this? <laughs> like, All I want you to do is just open it up and see if you can see me. See if you can <laughs> see this slide, you know, stuff like that. But that's what's next. It's my um, mentoring program where I'll work with young homemakers, group coaching, and then we'll go from there. The other thing, and you're going to laugh at this probably, uh, both of you, is that I want to do a homemaking series where it's not like a day in the life, but like I do the fly lady cleaning process, and I want to show like each of the days, the different activities you do for each day, like the homemaking series. But I'm the bottleneck because since I edit so slowly, I like I can start getting the videos done, but then I don't get them out. And then I'll see where maybe someone else has just done like an everyday homemaking masterclass. And I'm like, well, shoot, it took me too long to get mine out. Now somebody else has already done this. But what I realized, though, is that, OK, so they've done it. They've done their thing, but it's not me and it's not my thing. And I just have to. Just take my go at my own pace because my word for this year was breathe. Oh, so, said that I'm like, yeah, it's just like, like okay. So it's like I decided I was working on the program, so I didn't get any shorts up this week, and I didn't get a new video up this. Week. I got videos in the can, but I don't have time to get them edited. So I'm like, okay, what's a priority? Take your time and move through it. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm working on my whole mentoring program. And then once I get through that first session on Thursday and I can breathe a little bit more, 
then I've got to get my video edited because my goal is to have at least one video up every week on Saturday. And then I do a live show every Wednesday at 7.45. So I thought, well, I already know what the topic's going to be about for tomorrow, but don't have the thumbnail made yet. Haven't. <laughs> but so usually though, I do that like Wednesday morning, I'll get the link created and all that stuff. So so just to continue my weekly show on homemaking with purpose, and then one video a week on Saturday is the goal, but sometimes it might be Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> right now, though, the priority is my homemaking session because if I've got people that have signed up for this course, I want to make sure I deliver, that I over-deliver. So that's the priority right now. And then, you know, Julia talked about doing a membership, but... I've been running away from that. Oh, me too. I go over. What am I going to do different? And I just feel like I don't have the capacity to add anything extra or different to make it worth people's while. So, well, your live just for your members, you could take some exclusive sneak peek behind the scenes, unedited raw footage. Here's what's coming. I mean, and your membership, you know, it's you. I mean. I am sure your your followers followers would follow you anywhere. And so make it a community, a place where they can come and hang out and like hang out with you. And you're going to love Zoom. You're going to have so much fun. So you could do like a live Zoom for only your community, you know, your members, and they can just come and you could have it an open Q&A or, you know, it's like you could have it evolve. It Just let it evolve. Like just put it out there and do it. I need to listen to what I'm saying too. Um, you know, but they'll come, they're there for you. Right. And, and, uh, I, I think you, I mean, well, I think you'll have a successful membership that will evolve. Probably so. But like I said, those are the things that I've been afraid of, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm afraid that I'm not afraid to do a weekly live stream, but to, to do something and like start charging people money or to ask people to come. I don't know. I've been afraid to do that, but I'm trying to like, okay, can you just, Go with the flow. Is our show tonight. Let's see, have a call to action. So here you go. <laughs> if you're new here or you watch on replay, go hit that subscribe button. And that's it. I will be on the Equip Institute's show on Friday night. Look at the calendar. March 31st, if you're watching a replay here. 31st at 6.30 to 3.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so watch me on Florence's channel. We're going to talk about uh, helping others and lifting other creators up. One of my goals. So anyway. That's it. That's our show. You guys have any last minute thoughts you want to say to anybody as we close out? I think uh, what I would like to say is, first of all, thank you so much, Roy, for having me. This was a lot of fun. And I'm glad I got to meet Janet and learn a little bit about what she does. But just to give the short strategy a try, give the chat GTT a try from the perspective of using it to help you get ideas, not to plan for you, but to get ideas. And then just go for it and see what happens. And I'd love to thank you, Roy, just for inviting. And Denise, it was so wonderful meeting you. And I just love everything you bring to the world. And um, yeah, so, and just, you know, this has just been really so much fun. And just uh, my final little thing is for those of you that love animals or have animals, always have fun with them. And if you don't have one, just say, say hi to them and listen for a hello back. 
And even if you don't live with one, there's wild ones and just just have fun and say hi to them and you might be surprised. You might make a new friend. Have a great night. Thank you so much for watching.